everybody, this is Campbell from the Cat Secure Podcast. Uh, just want to let everybody know, sorry we haven't posted in a bit. Um, I've been kind of under the weather. I actually lost my voice for the first time ever. So it's really hard to do a podcast when you can't talk. Uh, also, a word of warning on this episode. I almost scrapped it because it was driving me nuts. During my narration, the cord for my headphones was on top of the computer. And every time my head moves, you can hear it scratch back and forth. So, uh, I did everything I could to clean it out. It's still there. I'm still going to release the episode because it's a good episode. Um, just kind of picture me like shaving the whole time. Like I'm talking and shaving. Or I'm peeling potatoes. So, just picture me doing one of those things. Or uh, like filing my nails. I hope you enjoy. Enjoy Skinamarink. This summer. Hey guys. Hey, it's such a great lake house you have. Hey, I know you're all into like folk tales, but have you ever heard of that VHS tape? What the fuck's a VHS? <laughs> no, man. The VHS tape's a little square box that plays videos. It's not a TV, though. Okay? Okay? So, anyway, this VHS tape, if you play it and watch it, you're going to see grainy images and video, and then you get a phone call immediately, and then Skimmerink says, you get 562 days, and then you'll die after that. Isn't that great? The face of fear returns. His face, his face is so mushy. I, I can't even see his features. Hey, Harold, do you see this video? Hide your crown molding. Oh, fuck, we're going to replace this crown molding. <laughs> First, it was children. Now, teenagers. Oh my god, we need to get our hair did for prom, guys. There's nowhere to hide. I'm so happy you let me get in this late appointment to get my hair done, okay? Oh, uh, why do you look weird and you have a mushy face? Time to take some off the top, bitch! I'm skinnamarink! <laughs> <laughs> Not even in the upper right corner. Why are we hiding in this upper right corner? How'd we get up here? I know you're there, bitch! Not even. <laughs> Not even the left bedpost. I think if we just hug this left bedpost, we'll be okay. Huh! Wrong answer, bitch! <laughs> Not even the bottom electrical outlet. How did we get in here? <laughs> It's weird. It's like being in like a little face. Ah! Looks like you're gonna get forked, bitch! <laughs> Beware his calling card. Why is this shit on your iPod? <laughs> okay. Beware his laugh. <laughs> Sorry, I got em emphysema, bitch. Beware. Skinamarink 2. Electric Boogaloo. That's like a stupid name. Well, you're a stupid bitch. Why do I gotta say bitch all the time? Welcome to the cat scare, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're doing 2022's 
Canadian experimental horror film, Skinamarink. We're all so sick. Yeah, we're, we're, I think Michael gave me a sickness, but it's fine. Now you hear the sultry, dulcet tones of my voice. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you got your, you got your I got shirt my chest unbuttoned. Hair. Yeah, yeah, your chest hair coming out. Can you hear my chest hairs, people? Let's see if I can do it. What the fuck? Yeah, you can hear it. Um, Well, this is a movie that Michael and I have been wanting to do for a bit. Um, We were originally going to do it a couple of episodes ago, but I was illegally downloading it. Michael wouldn't like that, so we decided to hold it off to when it was actually a legal film on Shudder. And if you haven't gotten Shudder, we're not not sponsored by Shudder. Thanks, assholes. We're not sponsored by Shudder, but if you if you're a horror fan, you're gonna love Shudder. It's great. <laughs> they were like, we're not sponsored. Please don't send them clips of our show. <laughs> Just tell them we're very good and professional, and we do not insult any different groups of any kind. We love all minorities. <laughs> <laughs> we like minorities. We're just not a big fan of bigots. So, I'm going to crack open this Bud Light and drink it on air. It's a, it's a Red Bull. Um, okay, I was very tired and sick, so I had to have a Red Bull even though I don't want to. But, it's making me feel pretty good right now. I feel like we're, we're just like all the all the video essays. I feel like every video I click on, they're like, sorry if the audio is a little weird. I'm sick. Yeah, they like, do say that a lot. They like, do, I've never are done. you never not sick i think that the problem is they don't go anywhere i think yeah. people that do youtube videos legitimately spend all day in their room doing youtube videos um sounds great now i'm working this fucking hardware store so 2022 skin uh i think first off we should kind of talk about how this movie came to be because it is very experimental it is a movie that normally would have never been shown in a theater um except for like a film festival so the director his name is Kyle Edward Ball which I think I called him Harry Sanchez um, originally Um, he is a Canadian filmmaker who has been working on on YouTube uh, producing nightmare related content in the analog horror realm which analog horror is where they take kind of old uh, video footage or old video styles of recording and turn them into like these fun games that people play. When they watch it, they can find hidden meanings through the static. And so he created basically what it was is people sending in like on his Reddit page and stuff like that, sending in little like sometimes they're like two sentence things. Or I had a dream last night that a big black dude sat on top of me, and then he'd take it. And I'm saying black dude as in like a shadow person, not like an actual black dude. Some people like that. So, <laughs> but um, he would do that, and then he'd film it in his kind of interpretation of what the nightmare was. And if you ever get a chance, uh, I'm trying to think of what the hell it's called. Bite sized nightmares, I think. Yeah, bite sized yeah. nightmares. Bite sized nightmares on YouTube. If you ever get a chance, they are very scary because of their kind of like off their film filming ways, like. You hear stuff, you see stuff, but you don't see it directly. So your mind plays with that idea. So, like, with that in mind, like, his style is very much 
that kind of 3 a.m. YouTube rabbit hole. Yes. You're that there. I like to you're get there it. in the dark. Uh, you've got your like you're laying in bed, but you got your laptop like on your chest. Yeah, and my chest hairs <laughs> are out. Yeah, yeah. For penis me, out. Yeah, penis out on my chest because it's that big. Um, oh, but uh, I have a really short torso. You may like have some headphones on. Oh yeah, uh, but like there, there's nothing else. You're just yeah. You've got the laptop so close to you that you don't even hardly see the dark room. You're in that realm of like, if I didn't have this laptop, I would probably be asleep. But I want to look at some weird stuff. Yeah. And so when you get in that mindset, this this is perfect because they're they're not long, and you can kind of run through them real quick. Um, but he did a short film, right? What was that short film called? Uh, it's called Heck. And this was kind of like the precursor to this movie, correct? Yeah. And it, it was the same idea, but I think it only had one of the kids in it, I think, or a boy. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to watch it before we did this, but I just didn't get around to it. See, I did, I listened to it as I worked here. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's quite a visual thing. So I just remember hearing noises. So it sounded like the movie. I'm sure it's good. But from what I understand, uh, I was watching Wendigoon's uh, breakdown, hour-long breakdown yeah. of, of this movie, and he said that it, it, it has a lot more visual representation of like the darkness that follows, uh, goes over the house, and yeah. kind of the world that they get sucked into. But it's really cool that someone took a chance, and that's kind of why I'm glad like streaming services like Shudder exist, because they're willing to do this because they may have the next hit, you know, um... What's that one that they did uh, during the pandemic, which is all done on, like, a chat host? Hmm. And it's, like, not found footage, but it's screen footage. It's almost like the next... It was, like, the biggest thing since the um, movie we watched that was terrible about the internet connection. Unfriended? Unfriended. Um, (laughs) And and host uh, was a big hit, and they took a chance on this guy. Then he uh, created Dashcam, which, if you haven't seen it, pretty good. But you need to take, um, what's something that's good for nausea? Because it is. Uh, Dramamine. Yeah, Dramamine is rough. Um, but it is good because they use a, a conservative social media creator is the protagonist who is a horrible piece of shit. And she's not too far off from her actual internet personality. And they use her to go to England and, and deal with, she wears MAGA hats and all sorts of stuff, and it is really, if you hate those people, you're not going to like her, but I kind of liked it, because this is the first time I'm rooting for her to die, the lead person to die, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, please die, um, so I would highly recommend somebody, if you have a chance to watch Dash Cam, it's good, so yeah, they're just trying to take a chance on somebody different, and um, just kind of like Barbarians, you know, that was a, a guy who's never directed a single film. Uh, had this idea, and they let him do it, even with all the sick bullshit in it. So I'm happy that we have these people that are willing to take a chance on a very experimental. This is very experimental. Yeah. But what hooked me was the commercial. I did. I did watch the trailer. The trailer. The trailer is pretty good. Because it's like in this house, in this house, and it's just constantly doing that, and I'm just like scared. I'm like, I hate this. This is horrible. Well, like, I mean. To be fair, the trailer does, like, have a lot of, like, the best shots or Correct. the creepiest shots and play them in more, like, quick succession. So mm-hmm. it's like, 
you're not stuck looking at something. You get what you need and then it moves on. Yeah. Whereas when you watch this movie, you get those same shots and it will just stay on them for like a minute. <laughs> Which, you know, like... Sometimes that, that ends up being pretty eerie when you're watching it. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but like, in, in film, an entire minute unmoving is a lot. Yes, it is. And it and the movie may be a wee bit long, you know, longer than I it needed to be, but I think it ultimately all fit well together. The long shots really matter because that builds the tension for whatever scare... Or something's coming. It really forces you... The only way you're going to like this film is if you give it your full attention. Yeah, you can't just, like, be going on Timu, buying stuff, Campbell. <laughs> so, so if, if you're not giving it your full attention, if you're just, like, trying to put something on, uh, it's going to feel like nothing is happening. But if you're giving it your full attention, you're trying, you're looking at the frame, and you're piecing through, and you're thinking like, "Oh, am I? Like, what is that? What does that mean? What is, what is happening? Is that something in the dark? Is my eye just playing tricks on me?" Yes, and which I did a lot of. I'm going, um, but but this would be my second time viewing the movie. Uh, the first time was horrifying for me as a as a person and a father of two kids close to the age of Kaylee and Kevin. Just imagining them having to go through something like that um, really hit me hard. I actually watched it in two sittings. The first half, and I said, I gotta go to fucking bed. This is horrible. And then, <laughs> and then you watch the second half, you're like, oh ah, man, no. it's even worse. And then I told Michael I would not watch it again. I said, I can't do it. I can't. And then he's like, dude, let's do it. And so. Yeah. Well, you say something like that, and we do a horror movie podcast. I know. It's I like, know. fuck, we gotta do it. I know, I know. But I'm kind of happy I did because I think I got more out of it the second time with knowing where the pops and scares are. So I was able to watch it as a whole instead of like through my fingers. But it is a really good movie without doing much. And and that's hard. And you don't even really see the actors. You just hear voices and footsteps, crunchy footsteps. Well, and that, that honestly kind of helps. Yeah, it uh, just like builds that mystery, you know? Well, yeah, it keeps everything... Everything is obscured. Everything is, you know, without concrete answers, uh, except for just like a couple things. But even by not showing the actors, the the kids, their faces, it really makes it where you can insert either someone you know yep. or a, like yourself in the past, which I think is what most people do. They kind of. Like, that's what I did. I reverted back to... Yes. When, when you I were was scared a as a kid. Uh, I remember for me, even though this isn't even as much of a horror movie, scared the mess out of me was The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when he had to go to the bathroom, uh, and he's in his underwear, and he's like... Yeah. And he, he, run, he runs out there, goes to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, you're too scared to even go pee. That's how that's a, that sucks. Yeah. And back then, I remember, you know, I would for for a long time. I used to keep my closet light on, mm-hmm. um, because you know I was when the lights are off, uh, that closet. I didn't. I didn't actually like my closet door closed, 
because I was worried if I looked over there, it'd suddenly open. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, one time, and this is a story that I don't know if I was, like, in that realm of almost sleep, but one time I was getting ready to go to bed. It was, it was dark. I had kind of the hallway light on, but I had the door cracked, you know, and I'm about to fall asleep, right? And all of a sudden I hear, as I'm falling asleep, I hear, Campbell, and I go, Huh, what the fuck is that? At the end of the bed is an old wooden chair. I still have it to this day. It's actually on the end of the bed. An old wooden chair that holds up my fan. And I swear to whoever you believe in that there was somebody sitting in that chair. So I quickly do what any brave person does. I pulled all the covers over my head. I reached out, grabbed my headphones, I hooked up my radio, put them on, turned on the music, and went to bed. Under the covers. <laughs> and the reason why I was, I, I wasn't really, like, worried about it, but deep down, like, that was actually a, a chair that was in my grandmother's house who I never met. She, she was my dad's mom. She passed away before I was born, but we shared the same birthday. Um, I thought always that was her, so it gave me a little peace after that night to not worry about it so much. But but that was a moment. You know, as a kid, I'm, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do what every kid does. See, one thing... That, I think, separates me a little bit from a lot of other kids. You know, it's always like you cover yourself in blankets or, like, you know, don't want to look at it. For me, it was I have to look there because... You have to rationalize it and then see what it really is, you know? Well, yeah. And so, with the closet, I would stare into the closet. Oh, Lord. Did you see things move occasionally? Because, like, your eyes play tricks on you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, if it was a weekend or I didn't have school, you know, I could, I I had a little uh, CRT TV in there, Mm -hmm. a little DVD player. Um, I would put on a movie. I think the movie that I remember watching the most was Robots. Oh, the cartoon, the Dreamworks cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I distinctly remember, you know, like, I'd I'd put the movie on, I'd fall asleep with it on, and... My DVD player one, it, it would replay the like the menu. Mm-hmm. Remember when like menus used to like actually do things in it? Yes, they used to the actually be animated. And yeah, stuff. I remember the Mummy one. Mummy Returns was the best, the best menu ever because you actually went into the pyramid and then you know you saw the scarabs and things like that. That's cool. Yeah, I miss those days. I I don't know if it was a thing to like save power or whatever, but it would. My DVD player used to screen save. stop. Well, it, it, it would just stop replaying something oh. and just, like, freeze it. Yeah. And so I'm on the menu, and it's got the fucking robot's face, like, as he's supposed to be, like, flying away. And Not I, cool. I, I'd, wake, I'd wake up at 2 a.m., uh, suddenly the, the sound's all off, and I'd get this, <laughs> this TV frozen, it's like, uh... good. <laughs> that reminded me of another story. So, you remember uh, uh, CDs, right? Music CDs? Yes. Remember I those CD things? Player. Um, I I'd burned me a little mixtape to yeah. take on the car ride. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, went, I went to... Uh, this is not when I was a kid. This is when I was a, a teenager, almost a young adult. But uh, after I graduated high school, me and my friend Steven went to Florida... Uh, to go to Disney World because he had a friend that worked there. And when you have a friend that worked there, you get in for free, and then you also get, like, Fast Pass. It was fun. So I bought a CD while I was there, and that was New Found Glory, Sticks and Stones. Great album. Awesome songs. However, there is a, like, 42 empty tracks up to a hidden track. And so I'm laying in bed, 
kind of fell asleep for it. Well, when it hits to the 42, there it goes. And they did it for people like me who fall asleep to CDs. And I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? And, it, and then it plays this weird reverse voice and stuff. It's crazy. But that was pretty... If I was a child when that happened, I would have shit myself in the bed. <laughs> so, should we um, go over the plot? Yeah, so, you know, normally we uh, take to Wikipedia to yes. do the work for us. But Campbell has decided for this movie and maybe... Maybe more if, it, if it's films, good. Yeah, he, uh, He's written notes. Yeah, I, I wrote the font out. With my own stupid thoughts. And he's going to recount the plot for us. It's not much of a plot. He's more just going to tell us what, actually, what, what happened. happened. <laughs> I mean, that's all we can do. So, like, let's start off. I'll set the scene for you. Grain. Graininess. Uh, lights. Uh, colors. No. Not many colors. But it starts off with a young boy who is... I don't know if he was beckoned or kind of was already out of his room. But to me, it seemed like he was beckoned to the hallway. And it's at night. Probably a skinnamarink is lurking. We're not certain. But he sits at the end of the door. There's a door at the end of the hallway. He sits staring at it. So we go, what's in that magic doorway? Where did that even go? Is that, a, is that another room? Is that a, uh, an attic? I don't know. But he sits there. He decides to play a game. So him and something else is playing a game. And I think at first it's hide-and-seek, but then I'm pretty certain that whatever was playing with him was like, hey, why don't you go get some blankets and slide down the stairs? And so he ends up falling and hurting himself, which the movie does a good job of not showing this stuff because that would make me cry. But the boys get great cries. Yeah. And you can tell he's hurt. And I do feel that this house has a sad dad feel, you know? You just kind of see it. Regardless of the plot that we know right now. Well, it's weird how... Okay, so... Obviously, there's a couple like theories of what's going on with the family. Uh, I know you're of the belief that they're divorced. I'm of the belief that the wife is dead. But clearly, they have a, a relatively good-sized house. They have a basement, they have a main floor, and they have an upstairs. One of the things that's so crazy about this movie is how it's makes the house feel so small, small. Mm. but also Fast. like impossibly large. Very true. Like it's like the house never actually ends. So then we see quick cuts and this is what I also like about the movie. It doesn't have to show you anything, you just know what the fuck's happening. Door slams, car cranks up, gone. Yeah. Then the T V turns on. We don't know if that's Kaylee or if that's just doing it on its own. But no, I re- Kaylee was in the car. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Kaylee would have been in the car. So the TV turns on. We see static upon static because it's static TV versus static. <laughs> <laughs> Grainy photos. We have come so far in our HD world here. Um, and they get back. So Dad ends up taking the boy to the hospital and comes back home. He calls their mom, who's not dead... Or at least that's what it sounds they like. They never, they never say that he was talking to their mom. True, that's very true. He did not. However, he could be, in, talk, he could be talking to anybody. However, in my mind, this is how the conversation went. Okay, so um, he calls their mom, and uh, he says, "Well, it wouldn't happen if you didn't leave me." But she's like, <laughs> 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 "So he's fine." 
the dad says. But are, are you at Daniel's house? I know, I know he's your personal trainer, but you weren't at the gym. The gym's closed. Oh, he's working hard. At, he's working hard on you at the house. You are out, all out of breath. Put Daryl on the phone or Darren, whoever it was. Listen here, buddy. You keep my wife hydrated. It was David. You keep my wife hydrated, okay? Oh, oh, you said she's plenty wet? Okay. That's kind of how I pictured that conversation. <laughs> oh, also your kid fell down the stairs. Yeah. They're fine, though. Yeah, they're fine, but God damn it, you were Daryl again. <laughs> so, uh, Kaylee and Kevin, I think, are very good together. With their voices, they sound like loving siblings. Yeah. And it really helps the fear later on. After something happens. Um, so Dad hangs up the phone, goes to bed, and gets zapped to a place between space and time. He's Yay. gone. Along with the doors and the windows. They're gone. Bye-bye. Yeah. Now, we talked about we talked about the effect that was used to show it, which is like, boing-oing. <laughs> so, well, first, if we haven't made clear, part of what makes this movie so experimental is the way it's shot. You, it's pretty much all static shots, mm -hmm. uh, usually at kind of a lower angle, looking up at like a corner of a room yeah. or something. Or like the or, side or, of a lamppost or something. It's just all odd shots. Uh, so you never, you never like see a full character in no. frame. The really. most is the back of a head. Yeah. Really. Um, and so all, all of this that we're describing is pretty much I either you can see little bits of what they're doing, uh, such as when he was grabbing the blankets down. You they have a shot like in the closet, looking at the top part, uh, of the light mm -hmm. up there, and you see the blankets just kind of move, and you you can infer that that's Kevin grabbing them. Correct. Uh, but everything else is done through like foley work or sound. Yeah, which is free sounds, by the way. They yeah. they they were able to get like non royalty free sounds, kind of like we do when we do our intros. I find royalty free stuff, and then I put it in there to make um, the uh, ambiance yeah. of our are one of our scenes, like this, like the one we did earlier, which is uh, funny and satirical, and honestly, it's the top of comedy. Um, <laughs> so now the kids are on their own. They they look around the house. They can't find dad. Um, and they're, they're scared, you know, obviously, wouldn't you be scared if you were four years old? We all know that there's some dickhead skin marine walking around. So, <laughs> the kids look around the house some more, can't find anything. Um, they pick up the phone, no dial tone. It's just beep, 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 beep. Yep. So the kids move their base camp to the living room, and of course, sad dad only has two videotapes for them to play. Come on, sad dad. You gotta do better. Yeah, but at least he got a TV. That's true, yeah, TV. They constantly show shots of a shadowy door frame, you know, the one leading out of the living room. And I really feel, deep down, that Skin Marine was jerking it. What? He was just jerking it in the shadows. He's like, hey, I'm torturing him. Eh. Skin Marine has a big dick. Uh, Skin Marine... <laughs> Well, he's, he's a little devious. Uh, yeah. he, he's probably like, he, I, I took you, I took the, the doors out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> guess what? <laughs> the cabinet knobs are going. <laughs> um, so Skinner Marink apparently has his eyes dilated because he keeps kicking out the nightlight. Dick, 
like keeps kicking it out. So Kaylee uh, replaces it. And I also feel that my kids, if they were in this situation, would have already killed each other before then. So it wouldn't have been. The Skinnerine couldn't do anything. Yeah, these kids, they're very loving. They're very smart. You know, they're they're like, I love you. Yeah. I love you, too. I love you, Kaylee. Oh, man, it breaks my heart. Because my son has like this, hey, I love you. (laughs) So I also feel the public domain cartoons are scarier than the film. Because there's just something about the noises they make and how like mischievous a lot of the characters are that creeps me out just by watching it. So Kaylee checks upstairs for the supplies. Uh, Dad's door is ajar. Hey, how did have Dad gone? But no one is there. Except for the predatory skin marine. It's actually the spirit of Michael Jackson. What? <laughs> <laughs> At some point in time, they hear their mom crying. And they said, was that mom crying? And she goes, I don't want to talk about mom. Once again, because mom's a damn slut. Mm, You're mixing up scenes there. Oh, no, I'm I'm going in order. This is legitimate order. So after they go upstairs, no, no, no. Dad's Georgia jar, she opens the door, looks at the little things, and then shuts the door back. Not, this isn't the time where she looks up and sees the... Okay. This is the first time. Okay. okay. This is with the light. Yeah. Okay? Because the lights were still working then. When yeah. she goes with their lights are not working. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> they hear thumps and bumps upstairs. <clears throat> and also, furniture and items start sticking to the walls and ceilings. Yeah, totally normal. Right? Totally normal. <clears throat> so... Then that bastard takes the fucking toilet. <laughs> I would be like, fuck you, Skinnamarink. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> but that's why God invented sinks. That's true. They did not, they even did not take the sinks. So you they ain't got, so wily, Skinnamarink. They got the bucket. <laughs> so Kaylee goes upstairs. Now this is the scene you're talking about. Kaylee then gets basically pulled upstairs. Like, uh, Kevin's asleep, and she kind of, like, you see her just standing in the door frame looking down the hallway. So she goes upstairs and shines a light at a naked doll doing a, hands, a headstand on the ceiling. Well, that, so this scene is, she was trying, she was checking the upstairs bathroom. Did she check the upstairs bathroom? Yeah, that, okay, that's okay, what okay. this okay. is. Yeah. And so... Oh, yeah, because uh, Kevin, Kevin jumps up behind her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, so <clears> they go up there together, see the doll floating, and then Kevin's like, it's too scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, wanna, I I love Kevin. Do. Kevin, to me, I would, I don't care what earthly, like, weird realm they're in, I'd go get him. Because he's such a cute kid. He's a cute kid. That cute voice. So, yeah, that's normal, too, right? Yeah. Headstand no, little, little Barbie doll. Yeah, just headstand. Do the headstand yeah. on the ceiling, um, and that's the first jump scare that made my butthole tighten up. Because Kevin pops in and goes, ah! <laughs> and then he's like, "Shall we? I didn't, I didn't heal you." Also, I wish I was half as good at, at Legos as these kids are. They, yeah, they real good. Yeah, Skinner later on then speaks to Kaylee and draws her back upstairs, and it switches to the POV shot for maximum spooks. 
So Kaylee goes into Dad's room, and he's sitting on the bed. This is a very creepy-ass scene. This, yeah. this scene was really hard for me to watch, even though I've seen it twice. Uh, Kaylee says, Where the fuck you been? <laughs> of course, Dad has on the sad dad pajamas. He ain't getting laid in those things. <laughs> dad, dad asks her to look under the bed multiple times. And then my butthole clenched to the point where nothing was escaping. After the second time, that fucker disappears. And then mother, the mother slut, appears. On the other <laughs> side. <laughs> just, <laughs> but just the stoic and stymied nature of the parents are uncanny and scary on their own. You don't need a jump scare in this to freak me out. Oh, yeah. Um, Mom... Then speaks and is interrupted well, like, by. Oh no, you got. I, I want to go back to that. So like one one of the popular like theories uh, of this movie is it's about like abuse. Yes. Uh, about a uh, an abusive household and like I can really imagine seeing this scene and it almost like reliving in a way like it because I, I remember like just me like going to go I was always like afraid to go talk to my parents at night one go across the house in the dark but like once i got there i gotta open their door yeah. their room is dark <clears throat> Be like mom, mom yeah because yeah, you don't want to you don't want to interrupt and you don't want to wake them up either and, and but they know that and you know they're gonna be like michael go to fucking bed no they wouldn't your parents would never say that. <laughs> 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 no too far yeah I just imagine that that fear of like actually being afraid of your parents. Yeah, um, exactly. At that point. And if abuse was a part of it, even if it's spousal abuse without the kids, it's still scary because you're going to start a fight between them that's going to end up bad for somebody. So, one thing that also like came to me watching this movie is uh, obviously a lot of horror movies delve into things not being all like fine and dandy uh, yeah. within your home, yeah. uh, you know, fear coming from like your family. Yeah, and every corner of the room is scary, not only because of like the things you can't see, but the things that live inside of it. And yeah. exactly, so your yeah. home should be your your, your safe, safe haven. Space. Yes, uh, but if the monsters are the people within. Then you don't have a safe space, which is horrible. Uh, I mean, that's that's a terrible way to live. But like, have you ever like like watched home movies and uh, like just seen a little snippet of like a slight argument or a look yes. like that your parents give in it, like that might give to each other, and like suddenly that Happy memory yeah, it is kind of tainted in a little bit because yeah. it's like. Like Christmas morning, yeah. and there will be a slight comment about like, thanks for the sweater, or like, <laughs> like bills or yeah. something, and then the video cuts out yeah. because you know they turned it off so that they could talk. Yeah, or Fourth of July, and 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 then all of a sudden, you see mom's cooking and dad's uh, getting ready to fire up the grill, and then he's like, "You forgot the fucking hot dogs." <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> ruined forever. You're like, my parents needed each other. <laughs> um, so then, um, after Kaylee gets forced to look under the bed for nothing, because it's just a drawn-out fear of the unknown, then 
all of a sudden, her mom pops up. And she does this weird way she speaks. She's like, we love you and Kevin very much, Kaylee. Kaylee, I need you to close your eyes. Please. And then the screen, the, the shot closes his eyes. And when he wakes up, she's not there. Then Kaylee stands in the dad's room of eternal darkness and a strange voice says and it may have been the mom but it sounded so weird I thought it was something else but it goes there's something here and then mom mom says Kaylee and bones crack and then you have a jump scare where a hand comes out of the Which I, so, I look back at that scene I don't it's see hard. a thing I, I think you have to have like a 4K true black TV or whatever it is you watched it on your phone but still it's hard to see even whenever I watch Wendigoon's thing and he says it and I'm like damn you must have the best TV in the world like you must have been there while they filmed it you know because I, <laughs> I can't see it at all Skin Marine continues to fuck with Kaylee and, tell, and all of a sudden Kaylee's gone so Kevin wakes up and has to find his sister and then you hear the creepy voice Kevin, come down the stairs. Come well, down to your basement. Well, no, he, he hears Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee says, oh, Kaylee, yeah, Kaylee, right, Kaylee Kaylee's does say. Kaylee's like, I, Kevin, come down to like, the basement. He's like, help me, I feel weird. Yeah, so he's led down to the basement. Since the whole house is frightening, that actually seemed pretty nice down there. <laughs> so when he gets down there, he sees that his sister, who turns around, and has her mouth sewed up. Or gone, one or the other. It's just of, gone. Her, her mouth, her eyes, or at least one eye. I, I can't. Yeah, Skin Marine's like, shut your mouth, bitch! Yeah. That's the that's the Skin Marine I'm going to write in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, and he has Beetlejuice powers now. So, he can do all sorts of things. Uh, skin Marine, Skin Marine, Skin Marine! Hey, how you, how you doing? I'm Skin Marine. Skin Marine uses his power of stopping and starting a VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit um then he, he oh he thinks it's part of the song but it sounds so good with a sick beat behind it and maybe a sample of bohemian rhapsody because it just keeps playing over and over again it's like you know it's a magic trick and it has this weird suck sound sound yeah and he he makes kevin go to sleep and he wakes Kevin back up. Because th is, is this where, like, all the toys and stuff start getting shoved to the wall? Yeah, so... Uh, well, it was actually right before. So No, he took the stuffed animal. Kevin's stuffed animal. Remember the stuffed yeah. animal? Okay, yeah. Because he's a dick. Skin Marine's a dickhead. And he's like, don't be distracted by that animal. And took it. And yeah. so... Then, uh, the worst part of the movie happens. Um... Because, see, Kaylee wouldn't listen to Skin and Marine. Uh, and she paid for it dearly. So he wants to see how far Kevin will go. So he when he wakes Kevin back up, he tells Kevin, after a drawer slides open inside of the kitchen, he tells Kevin to put a knife in his eye. Mm -hmm. Which is hard. Very, very... It went, it went there. And for me, it was like torture. Um... That you never see it, but Kevin does it. The thing tells him that he wants him to stab his eye, and for some reason, Kevin listens. I mean, I don't think kid had a, chance, had a choice, man. I mean, things were going very weird there. 
But, well, it, well, it was weird because it, it was already, like, talking to Kevin. It was trying to do stuff. And Kevin went and hid in the kitchen. He hid, like, under, uh, yes. under a table uh, with a little thing draped over. He was already not listening to Skin and Marie. So it, it could be that Skin and Marie actually, like, forced him to do it. Could have been. But, uh, yeah, he stabbed his eye. Uh, just a quick cut. Uh, you see, like, a slight motion, so you know it happened. Yeah, and, and then, then you hear uh, Kevin crying. Yeah. Which, once again, his cries cut through my soul, man. It really, really yeah. hurt to watch that. And then, but. just, you know, confirmation of how graphic it must have been. They show, like, the the cabinets that now have, like, blood, blood dripping off of them. sprayed on them. I, what I imagine is that, from the pain, you know, Kevin kind of, like, thrashes around a little with it, so, yeah. like, gets it all over. And so I don't imagine it would, like, spray out. It would hurt like a motherfucker. Have you ever been poked yeah. in the eye? It no. sucks. So you get poked in the eye, well, well, I mean, yeah, by my, like, finger, but... I, I was playing uh, flag football and got poked in the eye, and it fucking hurt for a long time. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that. Um, but at some point in time during this process, I guess Kevin's asleep again, and then things... this All of a sudden, you see a forehead, and then a person... Sits down with long hair, and I'm assuming it's either Kaylee or the mom. I'm not 100% certain. And when she he wakes, all of a sudden you hear beep, 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 and you hear a dial tone. Yeah. So Kevin picks the phone up and dials 911 like a good boy. And then all of a sudden he's speaking to the teacher from Charlie Brown. <laughs> Goes, wah, 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 wah. And uh, he answers, they answer the call. And, and however, while the little bit of hope, and see, that's the problem. You know, this boy is scared, he's hurt, and that little bit of hope he had, and he finds out it's just fucking Skinner Marine prank calling him, like an asshole. You, I mean, you might as well have showed him in the corner of the room behind the curtain going, <laughs> but then after the phone phone call rings, the bully Skinner Marine starts laughing in the ether. <laughs> then Kevin asks Skinner Marine, how'd you do that? Well, how'd you do that? Well, he asked. About the phone he, call. Well, he asked. How'd you do that? Because Skin and Rink turned the phone into the toy. Yeah. How'd you do that? And he goes, Skin and Rink says, I can do anything. You've never had a friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> he then asked Kevin to come upstairs. First person view of doom. Again. Then Skin and Rink says, I will protect you. Then the house flips upside down. So normal. And then. Well, before that. Skinnerink said, "What well, told him about Kaylee, yeah. saying that she you know Kaylee did. didn't listen to me. Yeah. So I took her mouth and eyes. Yeah. Uh, then things start getting really abstract because the plot is going, it's done, and now you're just seeing like things happening. But a upside down dollhouse is shoved in what looks like a chasm in hell, and all the other toys are sucked up in there too." And it says, 572 days pass. Now, and then, the, doesn't the dollhouse then go to the ground too later on in that shot? Like, or is it another shot where you see it on the ground than before you saw it on the ceiling? It's weird. I thought it was actually the house they were living in. I thought that was supposed to represent what's going on to their house now. When it was sucked to the ceiling. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's don't. just, it's a weird shot. Because it's not the house. They're not in the house with that shot. It's somewhere mm -hmm. else. Because there ain't no way none of their hallways look like that. Yeah. So, so we know because we've seen every corner of it. 
So to me, that was a visual representation of where their house is now. Wait, are you talking about when the said, shot of the seemingly endless hallway that correct. had the house and all the correct. toys? Correct, yes. I think it was just, I mean, I think it was just like a visual kind of trick. I mean, we know that Skinamarink is able to, like, not only take away objects, but, like, make an entire space for something. True, so, true. Uh, I think they... Skinamarink has basically... Oh, the way the way it was shot, it almost made me think of, like, it, instead of, like, a hallway, it was more like a hole Yeah, that everything was in. So, from there, um, you get to see a creepy face in the dark, and then when Kevin shines his light on, it turns out to be one of those face phone toys when you had him as a kid. Like, a, a, I think it was a, a little Tykes toy or something. I don't know, but... It looks horrifying when you first see it. You're like, oh, what the hell is that? And then when they, yeah. when the, the Foley sound effect goes, turns that on, you see it's just a toy. You know, that's, and then it, doesn't it like shift? Doesn't its face like go, <laughs> and then turn evil at one point in time? Yeah, yeah. It, look, it, it looks like, at the camera and its <laughs> mouth gets to a, like a yeah. creepier smile. Um, then from there, we look at pictures on the wall and how all of her, his family photos have are starting to go away. You're starting to lose the faces of the people that he knew and loved and that the world has changed for Kevin. Um, then there's a shot where it's on the ceiling where you're hearing somebody get killed and you visually see blood and it keeps reversing and reversing. And Michael thought it was something else, but I'm pretty certain, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, because I wasn't, I wasn't able to see who's getting killed, but it sounded like Kevin was playing a game of getting murdered <laughs> multiple times to the point where he started laughing at the end. I still never heard any laughing. I heard him <laughs> and then Like, I, I watched that scene back. Uh, I never heard any laughing. I heard laughing. I heard, like, he was having fun with it. Maybe it's kind of like the... Uh, uh, I know for for Nope, people said, like, when, pe when everybody was getting sucked up into the alien yeah. oven thing, they... Uh, said it sounded like, you know, screams of joy. Yeah. I didn't ever think that. I didn't think that either. It sounded like fucking horrified. Yeah. So then from there, you see uh, a very fuzzy face in the darkness. And this is not a tiger toy or whatever it is. This is a, a being. And um, Kevin asks... He skips one first. What, what do we skip? So first, uh, after the dying over and over... Uh, Kevin asks Skinnerink uh, if they can watch something happy, which is a, this is again why I thought this plays into why I thought Kaylee is the one being killed over and over. Yeah. One because Kaylee, you hear her voice calling out for mommy. Yeah. And so I just imagine that she's the one dying, and, and he's tired of yeah. seeing it. Yeah. But so Kevin asks, "Can we watch something happy?" Yeah. And Skinnerink brings him to a location where it's just like a black room. There's a door. It kind of looks like painted. Yes. On. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the door in the void. I forgot about that one. Yeah. But then takes that door away. He's a dick. Skinnerink's yeah, an yeah, asshole. Yeah. He, he was like, he was like, oh, you want to leave? Huh? Yeah. Go fuck off. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So and then, like, no. Not and him. then replace, uh, replaces it with the face. Yeah. 
So the face, it, you can't make it out. It, it's really hard to see features. You do see eyes. You do see a nose. It's like you can tell that there's eyes, nose, yeah. and mouth, but you can't get any emotion. Like sometimes I look at it and I think it's like smiling. Sometimes I think it's Yeah, uh, it's very angry. weird. It's like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, you just never know what you're getting. Um, and Kevin asks, what's your name? And he asked multiple, twice, I think, and then there's no answer. Because it's left incredibly vague. What is this creature? What is it doing? Is it like Pennywise? Does it shapeshift? Can it do this? And do you think the answer was the end? Yeah, he's, my name is the end. Hey, you're right. That could be it. Yeah. I am the end of your reality. And that was the movie. So, um, how'd you like the synopsis that I created? Was it better than Wikipedia? Well, you left some stuff out. Well, I mean, like, I put what I thought was important. The thing is, the movie is very... It's a hard watch if you're not used to stuff like this. Um, would I recommend it for people who generally like horror movies? No. You, ha you have to be willing to yeah, experience I, it. Yeah, I fully get... The, the polarizing response. Um, I do think it takes a very specific kind of... Th like, there's a lot of factors to yes. it. It takes a specific kind of person to be able to sit through it. Uh, it takes a specific, like, mood. A lot of people like watching horror movies in groups of people. And have fun uh, while they do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like Halloween party, throw on fucking Insidious, have a good time. Yeah. Uh, like, if you want people to drink the Kool-Aid for mass suicide, you watch this movie. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the only way you're doing that with multiple people. I I mean, I would highly suggest, if you are a fan of more slow burn... I, I'd actually say, if you're a fan of the elevated horror, mm -hmm. give this a shot. Because yeah. this is like... This is like taking that to... That's like it, a, it's like that's final. like riding an escalator in elevated horror. Uh, you're up, you're way up there. Yeah. If you find things that are off-putting, so frightening. But I, I really think if you do dig something different, if you're if you're tired of watching the Conjuring series, if you're tired and you want to feel something different, this would be the movie to watch. Um, and and like I said, you're probably gonna hate it. I thought Michael would hate it personally. I just thought it was too vague. No, I like fake. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I thought, but maybe because because some some most time when I was answers little. aren't scary. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, any loose threads you want to speak about? Anything I missed that I you want to talk about? One one thing that is so cool about this movie is just how vague it is. So it is. You can have just about any interpretation you want, and it's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there there are things that happen. But as far as what they mean, what what like its themes are, it, it's whatever you want. Yeah. Obviously, the the most common that I've seen is the uh, abuse angle. Um, but it's this movie just perfectly captures that like that kind of nightmare you would have as a child that like you couldn't escape from when you wake up. Yep. And um, if you were a kid that had was a little scaredy cat when you were, like me, when you were young, this was going to hit right at home. And also, if you have children that are very close to the same age, that act very similar to the kids, yes, it's going to hit pretty close to home. But I, I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. Two skin murmuring, uh, noodle arms up. Yeah. I figured that's what it looked like. Two, 
they're, they're thumbs thumbs down, but they're up on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, they're so, up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're standing on the ceiling and giving thumbs up, but you're like, why'd you give a thumbs down? You're on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we're... What's the next movie? We're, we're going to try to go see Evil Dead Rise? Is that what we're going to try to do? Are we going to do it? I mean, I, I want to see it. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. I just don't know. Because we... I wanted to suggest ter- uh, a, a Terrados. I wanted to su- suggest that since we watched Shudder. Because I remember lo- flipping through the other day and I was like, Oh, fuck, I forgot about that movie. It's so good. So, well, let's do that. Okay, alright. And then... Next time and that's probably. a foreign language. You should be you should be happy for me. I'm doing something different. Okay. Yeah. Um, Spanish. Sounds uh, Spanish. Spanish. Yes. And it's yeah. it's scary as fuck. Like it's good. Like it it made me like hide under the covers, even more than Skin Marine. Now that I think about some of the scenes, they're it's fucked up. Um, oh, that's another thing about. Okay, so you know how earlier I said like I was not the kid to hide under the covers. I have to look at it. Mm-hmm. I can never look straight at it. Though. Yeah, you're kind of like... It's always like... <laughs> like off in your periphery? Yeah. And that's, that's how this movie was shot. It was very much like it, that. It's very much like like not wanting to actually look that way. Yeah. So you like kind of I fix fe- off on something, have it in your peripheral. And because it's in your peripheral, it's not quite in focus. Yeah. It's a little, little blurry. See, I wanted us to do the whole podcast with a microphone somewhere else. Like this, you know, just in honor. I was going to put it behind us like this. And then we'd move it under yeah, the table. Yeah, that sound? Yeah, so this way we're like, we're doing Skinamarink right now, you know? Right now it's under the table. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're going to watch a Terrados, and we're probably going to do Evil Dead Rise. Um, but that's called Terrifier, Terrified in English. Um, and it's on Shutter, and it's fucking amazing. So I hope y'all will enjoy it. And uh, until then, thank you for listening to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. Good night and good luck, bitch. That's Scandamarine, by the way. Scandamarine, I love you. <laughs> <laughs>